where we're really strong is taking companies that have a really good product or service. They've got really good product market fit. And we're going to taking them from like a good company to a really great company. So like, we're not really designed for startups. That's not our thing or like turn around, mm. like we're screwed. Like we can't figure out our thing. So like, our strength is taking the good to the great. And we just, it's a methodical approach. We help them figure out their structure. A lot of people have very weak role clarity. Who's doing what and who's accountable oh, yes. for what? And there's, oh, we're just like helping each other out. And there's yeah. like this controlled Mixed. chaos. Yeah. yeah. Controlled or uncontrolled chaos, right? That's yeah. going on. Yeah. I've had companies do like that? three leaders and they all did the same thing. They're like, I don't know. I just, whoever picks up the phone does it. That's, oh, how's that working out? And they're like, we're exhausted, right? Yeah. We need help and we know it. Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Chris Jones. Chris has successfully grown three businesses, including Entrix Sports, an athletic goods company. He helped build multiple number one sports brands in Canada before selling the business. Welcome, my friend. <laughs> Thanks. Good meet. morning. Yeah. Good morning. This is great, Chris. Can you elaborate more on this? Tell us, like how, all the, tell us about these, this sports, what do you actually build brands for sports companies or you yourself have a company that launches sports brands? Yeah, that was in the past for sure. The first company. So I started, I invented a football glove for receivers. And so high grip material, help you catch the ball better. So I started there. And then went the distribution route and started sourcing really amazing products to bring them to Canada. As a high performance athlete, I was looking for the best of the best and they weren't always available here. So I started solving that problem for Canadians. So we became their national head office. So we launched about almost 20 plus brands into the Canadian market and my time there was a ton of fun. Oh, that's awesome. But what do you do now? Yeah, I transitioned out of that company, sold that business 2018, transitioned out in 2015. And I coach entrepreneurs and they're, I coach leadership teams in entrepreneurial businesses. So I read a book a number of years ago that changed my life and used the system in that book in my own business. The book was Traction by Gina Wickman. And the system is EOS or the Entrepreneurial Operating System. So I implemented those tools in my business in the sporting goods company. It was unbelievably powerful for us. And it was one of the things that enabled me to get out of the business, but still own it for three years and just became a coach to the leadership team running it. So delegated everything I did. And then I eventually sold that company and had no role in the transition. So just signed over the shares, handed over the keys, the leadership team was running it. And they're still running it today. And oh, wow. I was like, I want to coach other people how to do this. It was so incredible for me. And like, how can I not help 
others do the same kind of thing. That's awesome. And this book, is that the format that you use with your clients? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What's taught one of the many books now in that tools in that set, teaching that set of tools. I think there's six or seven books in that realm now. It's, it's getting to be quite an extensive library around the EOS system. Wow. So can you give us some kind of something juicy about it? What do you do sure. if you go into, if you go into a business, right? And that uh, they're doing okay. They're growing. Yeah. They're just paying the bills. It depends on the industry, of course. Right. But they're paying the bills. They want to grow bigger. They don't have the processes are in place, but not, they're not that fantastic. What would you do coming into a business like that? Yeah, sure. The high level, you just described like a lot of businesses out there, right? Uh, Entrepreneurs, we get the business to a certain point. Yeah. We try to get it to the next level and then we get stuck Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. We're spinning our, we're good at something, spinning our wheels in other areas. And so the first thing I do with teams like that, first off, I just take them into a meeting, like a 90 minute meeting thing. And I paint a picture of what this set of tools looks like for them. And it's either a fit or it's not, and it's not a fit for everybody. Where we're really strong is taking companies that have a really good product or service. They've got really good product market fit, and we're going to taking them from like a good company to a really great company. So like, we're not really designed for startups. That's not our thing or like turn around, like we're screwed. Like we can't figure out our thing. So our strength is taking the good to the great. And we just, it's a methodical approach. We help them figure out their structure. A lot of people have very weak role clarity. Who's doing what and who's accountable for what. And there's, oh, we're just like helping each other out. And there's like this controlled chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Controlled or uncontrolled chaos, right? That's going on. Yeah. I've had companies do like that? three leaders and they all did the same thing. They're like, I don't know. I just, whoever picks up the phone, does it. That's oh, how's that working out? And they're like, we're exhausted, right? Yeah. We need help and we know it. Right. Yeah. So do you put in systems as well then? So there's no technology in anything that we teach. Okay. This is about the management of the human energy in the business. Got it. And so. It's, it's about how do we get some structure? How do we get some discipline and accountability and key areas of the business? So we're executing on the most important things in the business. How do we get clear on our vision, where we're going, how we're going to get there? We call it traction. How do you execute better on that vision? And then healthy. How do we work as a healthy, functional, cohesive team? So. The short version of the journey, vision, traction, healthy are like three of the things that we're incredibly good at doing. And it's a pretty, I feel very privileged. I get to take teams through this process to help them experience that type of transition. Wonderful. What percentage would you feel is mindset in this process? Helping Uh, them with mindset. I think at any time that a leader, a human has to undergo transition mindset is a critical element. Yeah. And so I've worked with, we have a leadership team, right? This is not just one person at a time. It's like three to seven people, normally four or five or six people in a room. 
And so quite frequently, about half the time, there's a stick in the mud. One person in the room is, this is bullshit, right? Like you could just tell they're like, why are we doing oh, this? Yeah. We've tied other stuff you like this. see it in their face. Oh yeah. Their body language. They're like folded yeah, yeah, like, oh, leaning back. God. They're like, yeah, okay, whatever. So I've seen this time and time again. And so I'm like, okay, might call it out when I first see it. And hey, how you doing right now? And then I'm all right. That's fine. Can tell they're not loving it. I'm like, I just, okay, slow and steady wins the race here. So start to introduce some tools, teach them some really basic stuff, how to have great meetings. We have some discussions around our structure. Mm -hmm the first priorities that we choose as a company and as a team. And they're like, yeah, at the end of the day, they're like, yeah, I was better than I thought it was going to be, but I don't know. I'm not sure if this is going to work. We've tried stuff like this before. They come back 30 days later, approximately. And they're like, we do this little check-in of what's working, what's not working. And they're like, actually the meetings are surprisingly good. And they're like, but you can still, they're like half in the water now. And there, there's still some reservation and we have another day. We hammer some more stuff out, teach some more stuff, start to think about our culture. Like what are our core values and discover those and set a big picture for the business. And they're starting to lean in a little more and they're starting to, they're starting to be heard. And everybody is being heard. And all of a sudden the team starts to like have arguments about stuff. And I'm in a way I'm encouraging like good, healthy d discussion and debate it's around debate. these things. Like, yeah, this is okay. It's, this isn't just the entrepreneur says, and therefore it's like, we need everybody to be heard. So this person starts to say something that's counter to what others are saying. And the other people are like, wow, that's a pretty good idea. And all of a sudden they lean in a little more and by the third or fourth session, they're like, you know, I thought Cruz, I thought this was total garbage. This is amazing. And they become our biggest advocates because they're like, my team is working. We're like aligned for the first time ever. People are speaking up and they're sharing and we're getting stuff done. I've never seen us get stuff done with this type of efficiency before. And, and they're just like, wow, Chris, like I'm your biggest fan. And so watching that trend spot over four, four or five months is incredibly rewarding and fun for them. Right. They're like, wow. I'm like, yeah, I've all, so people told me, I thought I was two, three months away from retirement. I was going to quit. They're like, I'm having so much fun now. They're like two, three more years in me for sure. Let's go. That's a fun to be mm -hmm. a part of that journey. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Chris. I love that. It's, it's, it's the ability to help someone that creates such a fulfillment in one's life, right? It's, it's not the money. Money is good, right? It pays things, you pay salaries. It's the energy that you need and creating anything, right? It's just that flow. But it's that human reaction. It's the human feedback. When you gain that, there's that value. It just stays with you continuously, like for weeks, even months, you know, the money will come and you'll use it. It's just gone, that kind of energy. But that feeling, that thought that, that you get, that emotion from another human saying that, you know what, you really helped me. I want to hang out a little bit longer. I want to do this more. You just basically extend their life too, because the more people work and go after a goal, 
they remain healthier. And there's a lot of studies on that. They just remain healthier. They grow, they're, they're more excited about life. They do things. They take care of their health. So it is definitely admirable what you're doing. My question is, when you come across people in the institution, in a business, that already signed with you, you started work with them, but you find some that you mentioned that are not finding this as a necessity. They feel like they know it all. They have all the answers. They have Google. They, ha they know all this, whatever you tell them. And you know exactly who I'm talking about too, probably because yeah. they, just, they just say, I know, I know this. So I've done this, like you mentioned. How do you handle them? What are your steps towards them? Do you have a separate meeting with them or do you bring some other kind of clarity to them? Yeah, if I sniff that stuff out, I actually tell them that they shouldn't do this. Yeah, especially if it's the decision-making entrepreneur, I'm like, I don't think I'm the right fit for you. And so- We just pull out then. I just start the conversation and I start with honesty and transparency of, okay. look, this system is designed and the way I see results is when the leader is like, hey, I want help. I don't think you're in enough pain to change. And so if you're not in enough pain to change how you're doing things, and if you want everything to be your decision and you're the smartest person in the room all the time, I honestly yeah, don't think we should waste our time. Yeah. And I don't think you should waste your money on this. I don't think it's going to work. And so they're not used to hearing that. I think everyone's, oh, so I'll close every deal possible. And I'm not yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Like I've only, I've got, the entire year, I can only add four more clients and I can only add on two by before March. And then I can add two more in September. And then that's all I can take the entire year. And so I'm like, Hey, like I'm being select in a way I'm being selected with my clients as well, because I want those that are going to see the highest success. And I don't, I can't, I just can't take everybody on that comes to me right now. So that. It's not, it's not good for either of us. I don't know if you've ever heard, like, it's either a hell yes or a hell no, because anywhere in the middle is yeah. hell. Yeah. Like it's, mm. I really, I tell every client I talk to at the beginning, some variation of that and just life is short. Let's, if we're going to do this, let's really do it and let's go for it. Otherwise, please don't, we'll have a beer together after, but let's not work together. So do you help with increasing the sales as well or sales? Been fairly successful with that. I've been doing this for eight years now. Average growth rate has been 24% year over year growth on it. That includes some COVID numbers, which there were some low ones, some negative wow. ones, negative growth mm -hmm. during COVID for sure. But yeah, it's been 24% good. The last year has been on average over 30%. It's we're seeing some crazy numbers. Well, good. So it's, yeah, it's the companies are finding their groove and growing and we're seeing some pretty big positive moves lately. That's great, Chris. Now, what do you, can you share one of those go-to strategies or tools that you use to help them increase this, their sales, anything on the human side? I think probably the. I joke, we manufacture time. And so of course we get, I joke that we manufacture time 
with them. Like we make more time and which is of course impossible, but if we can eliminate a lot of wasted energy in our business, if we have role clarity and people aren't doing the same things and so you have your swim line and I got my swim line, no we're both amazing at what we do. We've got no rep. Like what is, what does confusion cost us in our business? What does complexity cost us in our business? And can we simplify what we're doing? And that's what I learned in my company. Like we are grinding for 10% of your growth. And then we started using these tools and we grew two and a half times, three times, and it was easier. And I'm like, what the heck? And it's, you get everybody rowing in the same direction. You get everybody executing well, top to bottom and working as a healthy team. Stuff just starts working better. And so we eliminate a lot of this waste that happens because someone's rowing in the wrong direction and we give them black and white tools that are like, if someone's rowing in the other direction, I'll give you something a little bit more specific than rowing in the wrong direction. I think we've all worked with those people in our business that are really good at what they do. Like phenomenally talented. They make it right. They're salespeople. They make it rain but they do not live by our value set. They don't fit our culture. They are a pain in our ass. Every time we turn oh, around, yes. they're like doing something that someone's like, can you believe the bab just, yeah. you can't we've get all, them, right? You need to keep them. I totally disagree with no, all no, due I'm respect. Saying that's what the feeling is, right? Well, that's what the feeling is. Yeah, you're like, yeah. how could we get rid of them yeah. They're our number one sales guy. Yeah, exactly. And it's, if you don't, your best people will leave. And it like the amount of energy that these people suck from everyone in the organization, it's like a black hole and they just suck an insane amount of energy. And so black hole. Oh man, it's crazy. The vortex of pain they are the center of. And gosh, I heard a great quote the other day, strong uh, eagle a little while ago. It's better a hole than an asshole. If you pardon my language, but if you think of the structure in the organization, it's better a gap, a hole that someone has to cover for. And the team is okay. That's okay. We'll cover for Bob, the sales guy that was such a jerk. We'll cover for him. It's better a hole than an asshole because working mm -hmm. with Bob was such a pain. Everyone's I'd rather just do more work than have to deal with Bob. And then lo and behold, we get rid of Bob and then everything starts to get better. And we realized that as much as Bob was selling a bunch of product, he was causing pain left and center and killing our margins and had higher turnover and everybody related Bad to Bob energy. because yeah. So how do we eliminate that? Some of those pains and it saves us a lot of heartache. Yeah, no. Effie, you know, because on the surface level, they may, you may see it as a benefit to having them, but the entire environment and the culture, the feeling, some of the people, when they go home, what they do with, with their families, for example, because it's coming out somewhere because that frustration yeah. keeps building on man, this Bob, and I don't know, we made up this guy, Bob now, but sure, Bob yeah. Is, yeah, Bob is a real pain. And yeah. then you, they take that on to the kids, your family. So it's not just the effects of what's happening yeah. at work. Like it has, has a string of events that happen with that type of energy. And like you mentioned, it was a really good point. 
that maybe on the, they're doing good in sales, but maybe the margins are good, or maybe some other issues in the back end that are not visible. And all of a sudden, once they leave, they come to surface. They start noticing, oh my God, this was going wrong. We had no idea. Thank God we left. Yeah, 100%. Hundred yeah. percent. Oh, that's good. Hey, Chris, can you share with us what you feel your innermost superpower is that got you to this point in your life? Yeah, yeah, I would say it's my relentless nature. I think that I wrote a book last fall. It came out called I, and as I'm playing with different titles, I'm like, this is what this is it, right? The book is Relentless AF, and mm -hmm. so. I'm just like, it's just to find who I am and how I've shown up in a lot of ways. And I changed the AF from the, a little bit to like relentless and fun. And so I think the, like being able to be intense, being able to relentlessly pursue a goal without giving up and having a great time while doing it. It's, it's really become kind of what I work with my teams, my approach with the teams that I work with. Let's go crew. We're going to laugh. We are going to cry like we are going to go and it's going to be a heck of a journey, but we're not holding back. It's let's give her. Oh, that's great. Relentless. It's available on iTunes, on iBooks as well. Uh, yeah. Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Amazon. I know there's like Kindle versions and whatever that okay. I'm not sure about the iBooks thing. I'd... Yeah. It's a good question. I should know that. Yeah, you got it naturally, right? That's your superpower. That's your gift that you have internally. And that's what mindset shifting, when you're shifting your mindset, when you're working on your internal world, literally, that's what you want to create. You want to create that sense of just someone that just goes after what they want, what they truly want. And you didn't have to, you have it naturally and you built upon it. And that's good that you mentioned that because it's a huge component to growth and success because without that persistence, you know, people go back to nine to five very easy. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with nine to five. It's nothing we, wrong with it, but yeah, we all have there's, there's control, so. Yeah, exactly. They teach their own, but yeah, for me and the people that I work with is like, how do we create, we can do amazing work in nine to five and, but yeah. when we go, it's go like it's, we're yeah. going to not twiddle our thumbs for the time in which we work. So no, great, Chris. It was great to meet you, Chris. And I could see that you have a good vision and it's not just you trying to build your company. You're actually passionate about helping others. And I'm always very happy to meet people and entrepreneurs like yourself and share your message. Thanks for taking the time to come on our show. Appreciate you audience. Thanks again for joining us for another episode. Appreciate you guys very much. We could not be growing without you. If you guys are at your home listening to this, or you're doing dishes, or you're driving to work or lunch, whatever it is, I want you guys to know that, you know, what you're thinking, what you're feeling within to achieve, it is possible. And it is possible for you. You just have to take that step, but you have to believe that you are able to do it because you do have phenomenal gifts locked up. And I wish you all the best. Keep in touch. And thanks again. And thank you, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me.